Well, hi everyone and welcome again to the Effective Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jackson, and today is episode 66. And today I'm going to be talking with Kirsten, who is a graduate student from the University of Wollongong. She's actually currently looking for a job for next year in 2021. So if you have a position for a PDHPE teacher, I highly recommend that you uh, get in contact with Kirsten. I'm sure she would really much appreciate that. Now, I'm going to say I was chatting to Kirsten in the Teachers PD Facebook group. I put up a post just about, you know, let's celebrate teachers who have tried something new and, you know, how it went. And she put up a comment about how she had done a lesson recently where she had done some uh, an escape room and some orienteering with her year eight classes. And so I thought it would be a fantastic thing to have her on the podcast to talk about what she did, how it went, and to talk about how that then links in with lifelong learning. So thank you so much for joining us, Kirsten. Thank you. It's good to be here. So Kirsten, can you just tell us a little bit about your escape room activity that you ran with your Year 8 PTH class? Yep, sure. Um, so I decided to run an escape room um, with my Year 8 class and it was, a, um, it was nutrition themed um, because I thought that that would allow me to um, develop a lot of activities from and um, and allow them to really explore the content in depth. They had already gone over some of the content of nutrition in uh, term one. So revisiting that in term four as well, I felt was a good um, way to uh, just solidify and deepen their knowledge of um, certain content in that. Uh, so how it worked. Do you want to know how it worked? Yeah, yeah, tell us. Okay. Um, so how it worked was um, ideally I would really want to uh, to develop these missions where I, I would put them in, in an envelope and hide the envelope within a classroom and then the students in groups, in smaller groups of about four to five would find these envelopes around the classroom and then um, do their particular mission. Um, but it didn't work out that way um, for me as teachers, you know, might find, um, especially not having a particular room. So what I ended up doing was not um, hiding anything because there actually wasn't really anywhere to hide these envelopes in the classroom. And instead, I sort of set up these um, stations or mission um, areas where students would come in, they would get into their groups um, that I would organise or that they would organise themselves and then they would go to these different um, stations and they would do a particular mission that was set for that certain desk or station that they were at. One of the missions, for example, was uh, for them to realise how much sugar is within certain drinks. So they had to uh, separate these drink bottles from what they thought was the least healthiest to the most healthiest healthiest and then they um, stacked these sugar sachets um, in front of each of these drinks um, based on how much sugar content was in these drinks per serving so that was really allowing them to see tangibly how much sugar is within certain drinks and it was very interesting um, for them and they they found it very um, uh, kinesthetic like learning they found it very um, interesting because they could see, you know, how much sugar, for example, was in the Gatorade and they were able to see that um, very physically. Um, and I think that really hammered the point of um, how much sugar is within these drinks that we typically see as being healthy um, when really they're 
um, full of sugar, especially, you know, drinks like Gatorade and that sort of thing. So that was just one of the missions. And the idea was for them to complete a mission. Um, then they performed a ring toss um, game, which was more like a, it was set up so that they could perform a quick activity and then go on to their next mission. So they took their sheets with them. Um, and then the idea was that they completed all their missions and the first group to complete them all um, won as such. And I gave them um, a handball um, as a prize uh, for the group that, that came first and I was able to see and uh, their, their final sheets and able to determine if they had um, in-depth answers enough because I was finding that some of the groups completed them too quickly and I would go back and go, oh, well, you know, you've missed X, Y, Z um, in a certain mission. And, um, and I got that idea mainly from um, the internet and um, it's re used really well in classes like history and that sort of thing because um, they, they could actually um, use memorabilia from like old times, like 1950s and things like that, which I found really, really cool. Um, so in future, I would want to plan something that is a bit more um, that involves a bit more of different cross-skilling so I could like go into a bit more of science and involve, you know, them measuring something or um, something um, along those lines. So with more time, I would, you know, go into it a bit more. But I felt like it worked well and the students were really engaged, which was my primary goal. Of yeah, great. So it did have that result that the students were engaged in your, in your lesson and... Uh, when you were collecting those sheets and stuff at the end and you were looking at their depth of understanding, was it? did you see that, like, were most of them actually getting a really good grasp of what was happening? Yes, yes, definitely, especially with the certain, um, especially with the sugar activity, they really got that. And then I had another activity which was uh, measuring the sodium within products um, because a lot of students don't really realise how much sodium is in certain um, certain products, such as um, tiny teddies, for example. There's a lot of sodium within those because of the manufacturing. So, again, they were able to see and measure how much sodium was in these products and then minus that from a sodium total that they're, that they're required to have for the day. And I found that they were able to work that out really well um, and really have a deeper um, level of knowledge with those certain um, activities yeah yeah that's cool that's very cool so you've had this great activity with this escape room thing your kids really enjoyed it they got lots of learning out of it you then also you know, shared your orienteering activity that you did what, what did you do with the students in relation to orienteering and how was that helpful for your students yes uh, so that was another lesson um, ideally I would want to have that uh, over a unit um, but having that one lesson, what I really wanted them to get out of that was um, to develop their teamwork um, skills and their communication skills between each other and to work with people that they're not used to working with. So I made sure that I determined the groups for that. And what I did with that was um, I really wanted them to gain a sense of, of what orienteering is, but within the refines of me being able to supervise them in a school setting. So what that meant was that it was a very miniature um, version of orienteering as such. 
um, because I couldn't go out into the bush and that sort of thing and, you know, set up control points and stuff like that. <laughs> um, so what I ended up doing with that is I um, took them down to the back oval. So they met at a certain classroom and then I talked about what was going to happen. I talked them through what orienteering was. I even showed them a little bit of a video to get them thinking about um, the idea conceptually. Um, then I took them down to the back oval and I said, okay, we all have to start in the middle of the oval. You're in your groups and you're all given a, a map. And the map was just of this, uh, the, this back oval of the school and um, it had certain um, uh, control points in orienteering, they call them control points. And it's just basically circles on a map that they had to um, go to and um, that one person from each group had to go to and find an envelope. And in that envelope was a letter um, and they had to find all the envelopes and all the letters and then bring it back to me in the middle of the oval and unjumble a, um, a word. So the letters created a word and the word was something to do with teamwork. So um, I had them as being teams or united or collaboration, um, that sort of, those sort of words. I had those within those um, envelopes. Um, and then they created that and then they filled out a table and the, on the table it was trying to get them to think about uh, certain aspects of a map. So uh, where north is, where east is, um, how how to actually turn the map to find that and to find their envelope. And I saw a lot of kids um, using their maps, holding them up and going, oh, yep, there's north, you know, there's west. Okay, so we need to turn it that way and then, you know, go that way, um, which is what I really wanted them to get out of it. So I found that really, um, really good. And, um, and then they were also required to fill out on this table landmarks that they saw, so, you know, rocks, um, uh, a um, AFL post, um, whatever they could see, they then drew that and um, and they counted their paces as well. And all of that are things that are in a map, um, just a way to, for them to see it tangibly. So the paces thing, my idea behind that was that they actually were working out um, a scale of a map, but just with their own um, feet and walking a certain distance and then counting how many paces to a certain distance. And, um, and the idea behind that was that they learn how to read maps um, because I feel like that's a skill now that is lost on a lot of students, including, like, including myself. I didn't really know um, before even doing this activity how much I needed to know where North was, like true North. And oh, um, you're too young, Kirsten. You're too young. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I remember the days seeing cars trying to drive and navigate maps and flicking pages in the, the big Gregory's directory of streets and stuff, trying to work out where we were going. <laughs> I remember my mum um, taking me to um, parties where she would get out the old, you know, street map and be looking at that and I would be trying to, you know, direct her and she'd be freaking out. Um, but, yeah, but nowadays I just feel like it's so phones, you know, so Google Maps straight away, it's got it all done for you. Yeah, so it was very interesting to see my students um, uh, self-direct themselves in trying to um, understand that knowledge. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. It's such a good skill 
that orienteering skill. Uh, it can actually be used in lots of different contexts. It's not just for, you know, we tend to often put it in the category of, you know, bushwalking and, you know, the, the whole idea of, you know, maybe in the army or people who are in remote rescue or just when you get completely lost or something, you know, these big things that people often don't associate with themselves. But it wasn't that long ago that, you know, we were using it for our basic travelling <laughs> getting around places and yeah google has a lot to answer for sometimes <laughs> yes, very, very exactly good in right. some ways <laughs> yes you totally forget you know what it's like um and students you know get being given a map they may not even know how, um, how to turn a page you know or that there's another page like you know afterwards um after a certain street so yeah very interesting and yes totally a skill that i feel is very overlooked um nowadays yeah. So let's go back to your two lessons and talk about how you think this actually helped your students to become lifelong learners. How do you think that's impacted them in that sense? Yes. So in thinking about this, I think that ultimately what it um, allows for is engagement um, with uh, new content, um, with content that they're unfamiliar with completely and um, it draws them in. Um, it self-motivates them and self-directs them. And I think that that leads ultimately to lifelong learning because if I just plant, you know, the seed in one student's, you know, mind that orienteering is a thing or I, you know, tell them all they get from the um, escape room how much sugar is in their Gatorade the next time that they go to drink it. I think that that promotes lifelong learning because it, it allows them to, um, to gain um, motivation to, to learn um, and to keep learning, um, which I think is, is what ultimately these activities are about. Yeah, and I think both of your activities too, they're both very problem-based activities where kids are really having to solve puzzles and kind, try and find out how they actually go about the process of solving things, which I think when it comes to real life is very much the way reality happens. You know, you get presented with something that, you're unfamiliar with, you don't know the answer to, and therefore you've got to go and find how to do that. And it's these kinds of activities that allow them to think about the process of, well, how do I actually work out what I need to do in order to solve uh, what's been put in front of me? And so I think problem-solving activities, and particularly things like escape rooms, uh, orienteering, and there's a great one that I uh, know of as well called Breakout EDU, which is all about hacking into boxes using codes and puzzles and solving all that kind of stuff as well and people have created some really great ones of those uh, and i'll put a link uh, on the teachers on the show notes for anyone who wants to get uh, access to you know breakout edu or where you went uh kirsten which is the activehistory.co.uk slash escape room uh link so i'll put all that up on the on the home on the show notes on the home page on the show notes uh so can you <clears throat> Give our teachers just one thing. If they're going to start or try and just instigate something along these lines in their classroom this week, where would you recommend they start? Yeah, so I definitely think starting with, um, with uh, internet research is um, definitely um, where to go. Um, that's obviously where I find um, everything. And it may take a little bit um, of looking to find, you know, a, a good resource that is um, well thought out, um, but it's definitely worth it. Um, and there's certain orienteering websites and um, places um, from actual orienteering organizations that I found really helpful as well. Um, Queensland um, government, I believe, was was one. And they actually have resources that are already um, done for you, like lessons and things like that that are already completed. 
And, um, and yeah, the Active um, History um, website that you were talking about, that has a really, really good one, um, history-based, um, that I based my nutrition one off. Um, so, yeah, those resources, definitely looking at those first. And then also uh, acknowledging the fact that it is going to take a fair bit of planning and, um, and it is going to take a fair bit of resources. Um, and is there any chance that you're going to you know, share your lesson plans maybe that you did uh, and I can chuck them up on my site? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I've sent, I sent them to you. Um, I've sent them to two other teachers that asked um, as well because I'm always happy to, you know, share because I think that learning is should be for everyone and if one of us can improve, then why don't we all? So, yeah, happy to share. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Kirsten, for coming on. And I, I can't believe you have a job yet for next year. So anyone who, out there, any head teacher at PDH, and I know there's plenty of head teachers for PDH who are listening, if you have a job for Kirsten, please you know, get in contact with her. Uh, she's in the Teachers PD group in, on Facebook, so you can come in there and, and find her that way if you like, uh, or just shoot me an email and I'll, I'll connect the two of you for sure. Because uh, by the looks of what she's doing, she's doing some really great stuff. She's coming up with some great ideas. And I think she's going to be a great teacher to have in any faculty. I wish my school was hiring right now. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for, for joining us, Kristen. Uh, for Kirsten, I, I think I've said that a couple of times wrong. I, I apologise for that. Uh, I get it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who are listening, uh, if you want to head over to teacherspd.net slash 66, you'll get the show notes. For this episode, I'll make sure all the links are there to the websites that uh, Kirsten used and also be sharing her resources that she's got on that site page as well. So please come over to there. Uh, and But if that's it for this week, until next week, I look forward to chatting to you. And don't forget that yeah, school's almost done. It's almost done. Year's, year's nearly out. <laughs> Bye, everyone.